0: So I was working with someone the other night. This wasn't an official consulting call, and he had some questions about a podcast. So the first thing I always have to get out of the way, is this a hobby or a business? And for the record, there is no wrong answer there. I just need to know what's the goal of this thing. And this person said, look, I've got a background in radio and communications, and I'd kind of like to use my podcast to build kind of an online resume. It's a great idea. But I saw he was using Anchor.fm. And so I asked him, why anchor.fm? Because I've heard nothing but great things about them. A lot of people I speak to (laughs) Okay. No. Um, no, I people I speak to in the media business and people who I've spoken to where I currently work and podcasts and stuff told me that they like the flexibility of anchor.fm. They like the fact that anchor.fm will take your podcast and distribute it to all the other platforms. No, they won't. That's the hilarious thing about it. And so after my brain quit exploding, I thought, I wonder where people are getting this information. What are you using as a source? And if you're like, oh, Dave's going to complain about Anchor again, I am. But here's the fun thing about it. Most of the things I used to complain about Anchor about, they actually don't do anymore. But they've invested a whole bunch of new stuff. That doesn't make sense. So I'm going to spend a little bit of time talking about that. I've also got an attaboy a boy, or add a girl, or add a person, or add a add a you, and I'm going to give you an update on the Tascam MixCast Four. I mentioned last week that I had an issue, and well, let's just put it this way: you're listening to it right now. Hit it, ladies! The School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your award-winning Hall of Fame podcast coach, Dave Jackson, thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, this is where I help you plan. And boy, is that important. Then you launch. Then you grow. And if you want to, you can monetize your podcast. My website is schoolofpodcasting.com. And that's right. It's still going on. If you use the coupon code LISTENER, When you sign up at schoolofpodcasting.com, you will save 25%. Normally, that's 25% through the end of the year. And somebody asked me about this the other day. Do I still have the podcast Quick Start program? Yes, I do. I'll have a link to that out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 805. And yes, that coupon works on that as well. If you're new to the show, the Quick Start program is you get three months at the School of Podcasting. You get three hours... Of one-on-one consulting with me. It's kind of a mentorship program. And as we get ready to roll, I'm going to start off today with just the update on the Tascam. If you listened to last week's episode, I'm playing with a Tascam MixCast 4 because everybody kept asking me, is it better? Is it the same with the Rodecaster Pro? And right now my answer is it's almost a dead heat. I personally like the way I sound a little more on the Tascam, but on the other hand, I also switched microphones. So I have to get the road in the Tascam side by side. But I wanted to let you know, here's the cool thing. When you have a problem with a company, I used to teach customer service. I am actually an award-winning customer service representative. I, I won employee of the year when I was a customer service rep many moons ago. And I have a plaque somewhere in this office with that. and. Here's the thing with customer service. If you have an upset customer and you actually solve their issue, they are so less likely to leave your company because now they trust you. So it's really true. Customer loyalty comes about not when things go great all the time, although that definitely helps. But when you come along and you respond with empathy, listen to them and then solve their problem, you've got a a just whole wheelbarrow there full of loyalty from that customer. They're really probably not going to leave. And that is the case with Taskam. They heard my episode last week on Ask the Podcast Coach, and they said, hey, like, wow, that sounds like, you know, kind of quite the train wreck you had there. And I was like, yeah, it was was a little embarrassing. And so not only, I had somebody pretty high up in the marketing department, and then this was kind of like, I almost fanboyed out. They have a bunch of tutorials on YouTube And the tech guy that does the YouTube videos was there. I was like, holy cow, it's the tech dude from the YouTube videos, who I believe was Sean or Scott or something with an S. And so first they just said, here's the deal. We're going to send you a new unit. We're going to swap that bad boy out. And I was like, wow, thanks. Because I said, "I've, I've been using it all week. I haven't had a problem since. I used it yesterday, which was the, I do a live show every Saturday. So I went through the exact same thing again, didn't have a problem. And I really think it was just a weird glitch. You know, sometimes electronics are just not your friend. That's usually, you know, not something you're like, oh, okay. But, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, whatever happens, happens. And so they were really cool. They're swapping that out. And then they took out a pad and pencil and said, what would you like this thing to do? And I gave them a bunch of ideas and they said, here's the good news. And I'm like, what? And they're like, we're already working on that. So there are going to be firmware updates to this thing in the future. So I still can't. I don't want to completely give my opinion on which one is better, Roadcaster or or Tascam, because it sounds like probably early next year, there's going to be a firmware up to that. And at that point, it's going to be really hard to pick one because right now it's missing a timer. So when I hit a little button with music or something like that on the Rodecaster, it shows me how many seconds I have until that music is over. So if I want to talk it up and things like that. But other than that, they're really, really close to each other. And I just ever so slightly like my voice on this one just a, a little better. But I wanted to say, hey, if you are worried about the Task scam, I'm here to tell you that company stands behind their stuff like nobody's business. The other thing I wanted to point out here at the beginning of the show, and I'll make this quick question of the month. I do this every year. I need your answer by December 24th, 2021. The question of the month is, what's your favorite show? And it can only be one. And yes, I know it's hard to pick just one, but just give me one because if you give me two, I'm going to take your first answer. I'm like Jeopardy that way. So please don't make me edit your thing. What's your favorite show? Tell me a little bit about it. If you know their website, it'd be really cool if you could let me know that. And then the big one, why do you like it? And feel free to go as long as you want about why you like it. Then tell me a little bit about your show, your website, so I can link to it, and a little bit about your show. And we put that together every year at the end. So we all get to know a little more podcasts to listen to in the future. And we also learn why people like podcasts so we can do more of that to participate, go to schoolofpodcastingcom slash question by December 24th, 2021 schoolofpodcastingcom slash question. How'd you like to learn my training style? Take me for a test run. If you will, I've got a free course for you. Check it out learnpodpage.com podpage is this phenomenal tool that allows you to create a great looking website without knowing a single bit of coding and you can try podpage for free I've got the free course it goes over all the features everything is one place trypodpage.com you can check out my training style you can check out podpage it's all free learnpodpage.com all right, back on episode 793, I did an episode called Understanding Podcast Hosting Features. And so we're not going to go into all of that, but basically I'm just going to talk about Anchor because I get a, a, I get a lot of traffic to my website about this. And number two, you heard at the beginning, there are people that are saying, this is a great platform. And I'm like, I think you need to hear another side of the story. And again, this is new stuff. So first things first, a podcast is... Media basically delivered via an RSS feed, not to be all old and curmudgeon about this, but I thought about this. If you think about it, uh, content is delivered via a paper book, a Kindle book, or an audio book, and podcasting is a form of delivery. It's a form of delivery. So can you be a podcaster on YouTube? You can be a content creator on YouTube. You can be a content creator on a blog. You can be a content creator. It's just, we're talking about a specific delivery here. And there's a reason for it because true podcasting is open. It is syndication all over the world. So here are quickly the previous reasons I didn't like Anchor. All right. Previously, when you joined Anchor, you would see a large button that mention how anchor could syndicate your show for you and the uninformed wannabe podcaster. And that's the problem here. It's not a problem, but it's one of those things that there are people that are new to podcasting. They don't know what they don't know. And so all of a sudden they sign up for this thing that says, hey, you can make a podcast with your phone. And lookie, we'll submit your stuff to all these different places for you. Why wouldn't you say, sure, sign me up. This sounds great. I love this company. Look at what they're doing for me. Here's the problem. They kind of forgot, oopsie, I, I, I forgot to tell you that when we submitted your show, if we could do air quotes for me, for you, to Apple, Google, Stitcher, uh, and a couple of Apple, Google, Stitcher, well, and Spotify that, uh, you, you kind of, they, they never control your show, but they control the access to additional stats. And I had many people that were my friends that kind of got burned by this that said, Hey, like, how do I, how do I get control of my show on Apple? And it's like, Oh, in fact, they used to, they used to have a help desk article on that. So how, how interesting is that when, You have a help desk article showing you how we kind of screwed you. Sorry, we didn't mean to, but here's how you can fix how we kind of mess things up for you. They also promise to help you make money. And yes, you can make money. I have a fake show on anchor called uh, fat 50 and frisky. It's earned $6 and 78 cents. And now granted, I'm not really promoting that show. Haven't done an episode in a long time started back in November, 2019. And with me again, doing zero promotion, I've spent now that here's the thing, let's be honest. I also didn't spend any money on hosting. So that's another way it made me money. $6 and 78 cents on 756 plays. That zero eight nine cents cents per download 0.0089 cents per download. Now on buzzsprout, the medium number of downloads is 29. That's right off their website. So that means I would earn 26 cents per episode. So yes, you are not losing money, but if you're looking to get rich, let's just say "Ah, it's not gonna happen. And I see this a lot. I had somebody this week I was working with and they had 30 downloads per episode. And they were like, how do I get a sponsor? And remember how I said, plan, launch, grow? And then monetize. They did plan, launch. I think they just did launch. And yeah, you're not going to make any money with 30 downloads per episode. I hate to say like absolutes, but I'm pretty sure on that one, you're not going to make a lot of money with 30 downloads per episode. Check out the book, profitfromyourpodcast.com. I'll train you how to make money with your podcast. So that's the thing that, again, kind of bugged me. And the only sponsor that I've ever seen on Anchor is anchor. So the one thing cuz it's free, Anchor's a free media host. That's another reason why I didn't like them. I thought this was going to be quick, Dave. And um free media hosts typically go out of business 3.13 years and 1 month from the minute they open. Now, Anchor didn't go out of business cuz Spotify bought them. So, let's uh let's get to the things that are kind of bugging me now. And for me, this is about trust. Like I trust, you know, it's kind of cool that when you go into an event. Now, I'll, let's also do this. I work for Libsyn, libsy Use the coupon code SOP free to get one full free month at Libsyn. And when I do an episode like this where I'm somewhat commenting on a competition and people go, oh, you just say that because you work for Libsyn. No, it's not true. Because I know Mark over at Captivate.fm. I know Todd and Mike over at Blueberry.com. I know the guys at Buzzsprout. And I, you know, am I going to say Libsyn's better than them? And I'm going to explain why. And I'm also in some cases going to go, "Ah, that might be a better fit. Not very often, but there are times. And so it's not just a, hey, they're my competition. I honestly just think this is a bad choice. So let's get to why. And it really comes down to you got to read the small print with these guys. I just showed you how they're like, hey, would you like me to submit your show for you? And you go, sure. And then find out later. Oh, oopsie. We forgot to tell you we, we control your show now or your access to stats in Apple. So um, here's the fun thing. In October, Spotify announced. Now, when I say Spotify, realize Spotify is the company that bought Anchor. So it's one of those things that's kind of interesting because, yeah, they're two separate companies, but we'll get to Spotify towards the end of this, because that's one of the reasons why I don't like Anchor. And I'll explain how that works. But if you were around in October, you heard things like, hey, you can now play music in your podcast. And you're like, "You mean, I can play ACDC. Yep. I can play, you know, Miley Cyrus. Yep. I can play Billie Eilish. Yep. I can play Skinner. Dude, I can play Skinner. Yeah, well, hold on there, Sparky. Let's again read the fine print. So this was only for premium Spotify subscribers would hear a full song. If you weren't a subscriber on Spotify, you'd only hear a 30-second preview of each track. And by the way, there's a certain criteria. You have to talk X amount of uh, time before and after the track. This isn't just you whipping together your favorite songs and each episode has to be approved. So it's going to take a little longer to publish an episode because it goes through this approval process. Then more fine print listeners can see the full listening experience on Spotify's mobile app, which is iOS and Android, but it can't be listened to on Spotify. Now for me, I listen to Spotify on my desktop and for the record, I'm a huge fan of Spotify as a listener. Of music as a listener of podcast? No. And do I listen in the car? No, I listen to podcasts in the car. But if I want to listen to a song, I have I'm a premium subscriber to Spotify on their desktop. But the Spotify desktop app does not yet, they say, support the full listening experience with the UI features available on the mobile. Now I have a link in the show notes to the source of all that information. So and again, each episode is reviewed. So you make sure that you are part of, you know, you're, you're meeting all the guidelines, which is great. And those guidelines mean, again, you have to talk about this. So I actually have a show. I tried this and it was interesting because I have two episodes that don't have music in them where I explain how free media hosting doesn't work. And that's been able to be listened to on Apple and other shows, but you can only hear the music stuff on Spotify. And notice that everything is all about getting people to Spotify. The thing I love about podcasting is the open nature. I put it out. It goes anywhere, whatever app. You like Pocket Cast, you listen to it in Pocket Cast. If you like Overcast, if you like Apple Podcasts, if you like whatever, listen to it, whatever. It's open. It's whatever is best for the listener. Spotify is like, nope, we got to bring people and you have to use our stuff. Now, the other fun thing of this is as I analyze this, it makes it harder again for the listener when I looked at Buzzsprout's stats, 30% of listeners use Spotify. That means 70% of your audience won't be able to listen to your, hey, look at me, I'm playing full songs on a podcast. It's a little different than the way it was like, hey, everybody, you can play ACDC on your podcast. Well, as long as they do this and they do this and they're paying this and they're doing that. And according to, to libsen.com, Spotify only makes up 14%. Of the listener base, which means 86% of people, yeah, can't hear your music show. And there's another key point of those people on Spotify. So when we say that somewhere between 14 and 30% of podcast listeners use Spotify, I don't know what the percentage is of how many people are actual paying members of Spotify. So here again, hey, you can play music on your podcast that is somewhere less than 15 to 30% are going to actually be able to hear. And again, I go, I'm not a big fan of people that I constantly have to check the small print to see what's going on. Keep that in mind. Recently, they came out, hey, you can now do video and podcasts. And everybody's like, check it out. Look what Spotify's doing. Yeah, For the record, you've been able to do video and podcasts since day one, since 2004-ish. In fact, there was a really popular podcast Video podcast called Ask a Ninja that I loved. Now, what I didn't like about it is video files are huge compared to audio files. And this is back in the day. So I would, you know, have to kind of download that show when I went to bed. So it would be down by the time I woke up. But it was awesome. But then this thing came along called YouTube. You may have heard of it. And you could upload your video files there for free because, as you might imagine, Media hosts, since they're larger, cost more to host. And then the other thing is your, in some cases, I remember somebody had uploaded a high definition video file as a podcast. And for the record, if just since we're talking about this, a podcast can be audio video or a PDF for some reason, but this person had uploaded, like, it was like a gig. It was a high definition video file. And I went to download it on my phone and my phone was just like, I'm It just, it didn't work. So that's another reason why video podcasts, they've been around and I know people that will take a video podcast. I do this every Saturday. I do a video show, goes to YouTube. I strip the audio out and put it out as a podcast. Much cheaper. The people that want to watch it can go watch it on YouTube. People want to listen to it, can listen to it in whatever app they want. And so I was looking into this, and they said, they being Spotify, you'll soon be able to monetize video podcast by utilizing, you guessed it, Spotify's podcast subscriptions. So here again, is this something like Patreon that works on for everybody? Is it something like Supercast? Is it Glow.fm? Nope. You got to use our tools. You got to come to Spotify. Spotify to check out the video podcast. Oh, by the way, that's on Anchor. So can I have a video podcast on my media hosts, say Lipson, Captivate, Buzzsprout, Blueberry, and submit it to Spotify? No, Spotify only uses MP3 files, by the way. So please quit submitting video files to Spotify. That doesn't work. Another quote said, Spotify continues to pioneer new forms of interactivity Unique listening experiences. Well, yeah, it's unique because I used to listen to Overcast. Now I got to come to your app and now unique viewing experiences along with the tools to give you greater control over your content, which I find somewhat laughable because I don't have any control over my content. I've got to use your host. I've got to use your app. Maybe that's control for me. It's much, much less control for the listener. And call me crazy. I'm all about the listener. Because if I have to make hurdles for my listener, they're not going to listen and they're not going to view. So, you know, so that great control that they talk about means you're using their hosting, using their monetization and anything else that they dictate. Now, the last thing here is you need to trust your host. And again, this is about Spotify. But so many people mention Spotify as a bonus of Anchor, like, hey, and they're owned by Spotify. So, you know, they're not going to go out of business. And I'm like, you know what? I'm still not sold on that idea. I don't know any business that goes, hey, let's that one arm of our business is losing money. Even if it's just a portion of what you make, eventually there's going to be a CEO that goes, why are we keeping that? It's losing money and we're keeping it. Why? I don't know. I realize Spotify isn't going to run out of money, or are they? Who knows? But there was an LA Times article that mentions so, this is we're talking about trusting your host that Melissa Ferrick has 150 songs that have been played out about a million times on Spotify. But the 45 year old independent artist says the popular streaming music service has shortchanged her by failing to fully license her songs. In fact, a bunch of comedians just had their content pulled including Joe Rogan, because they weren't licensed properly. And I'm like, these are the people that you're going to trust to who say we can help you make money. This is the music industry. And we'll talk about that in a second. This particular woman we just talked about, Melissa Ferrick, that's now a $200 million lawsuit. And it's the second lawsuit in a month seeking class action status on behalf of musicians who allege the Swedish company has infringed on their copyrights. The first action was filed by alternative rocker, David Lowry. And I have a link to the source on that. Again, because I work for a competitor, I'm trying to do this as factual as possible. And I often thought they were getting into podcasting, they being Spotify, so that listeners would spend less time listening to music. Because when people listen to music on Spotify, they have to pay the artist. And I thought, well, if you listen to a podcaster, You don't have to pay them anything, but that same LA Times article states that Spotify pays roughly 10% of its annual revenue in mechanical royalties, which is the stuff for music, which works out to about, you ready for this? Seven hundreds of a cent per stream. So they're not losing a lot of money on music. They're not paying out a ton of stuff. Since we're kind of talking about the music business, let me play you this clip, and I've got the full video, but this is Billy Corrigan from the Smashing Pumpkins, and this is a guy that really likes to shoot straight, and here he is talking about Spotify and how, if you think about this, we're like, well, we need to work with the music labels and things like the music labels are part ownership of Spotify. Check this out. Look no further than the deals that the record labels cut with the streaming services They got into ownership equity deals with the streaming services in arrangement for them to have an equity position. They agreed to very low rates for the artist's music. But as Spotify and the other streaming services raise up in their equity position, the labels benefit. So the labels pimped out their own artists to take a greater equity position in a rising business. Yes, our good friends in the record industry, my favorite thing, and I'll have a link to this video out in the show notes at school of podcasting.com slash eight Oh five. And this was invented. This was like back in my mom's day. They had, uh, instead of vinyl records, they were super brittle. They were called 78 RPM records. And when you shipped those records, if you were an artist, you had to pay kind of a, a part of your, your income was then taken for damage because they just assumed that these records would break during shipping well when they switched to vinyl records that stayed in place because well maybe vinyl might break and the fun thing is the music label those fun-filled people those wacky little execs over in the music business when things switched to digital they actually kept charging artists for breakage of a digital product yeah these are the people i want running my books and speaking of the books, what is Spotify's business? Well, the CEO of Spotify, uh, Daniel X, said that they're going to have a hybrid business model with three distinct parts. First, they're going to have your typical subscription revenue. Another is advertising dollars through its podcast and ad marketplace, and uh, as well as music streaming ads. And the third is an a la carte options, which helps musicians and podcasters sell merch tour tickets, or even subscriptions to their own content. So when they're selling subscriptions, that's using anchor through Spotify. When you're using the ad marketplace, that's using the one company they bought that does ad stuff. Uh, And this third one selling merch. If you are a merchant that has merch, I would go to Spotify and go, Hey, would you like to buy us? I hear you overspend for a lot of stuff and Eck in an, article on Axios says he doesn't believe that podcasters will be paid per stream because, well, that would be kind of cool, even though it would, it would be something. It'd be better than nothing. And he said uh, Spotify's, you know, they pay music creators that because I said, look, musicians are getting granted a very small percentage of money, but it is better than nothing. And a podcast is 45 minutes long where a song is like three. And uh, he said, yeah, we're not doing that. Of course not. He does, however, believe that there will be a broadening and acceleration of podcast monetization options, meaning just throw your stuff on my stuff. And the other thing you might think about with Spotify is when you don't pay for something like Anchor, that means you are the product, which means you might not have as much control as you want. Joe Rogan was paid $100 million to go exclusive. Again, here we go with the walled garden around Spotify and yet 40 of his episodes were removed links in the show notes when he transitioned from his previous host, which was Libson, to I guess anchor, I guess in this case Spotify. And the odd thing about people picking on Joe Rogan, like why were his episodes removed? And Daniel Ek actually made a really good point. He said, look, we have a really, we have a lot of really well-paid rappers on Spotify too, that make tens of millions of dollars, if not more each year on Spotify. And we don't dictate what they're putting into their songs either. And I kind of go, yeah. And again, I ask why were 40 episodes of Joe Rogan removed? That's really interesting. So again, going back to, you have to trust your media host. Some more kind of smoke and mirrors. I thought this was interesting. This is from James Cridlin over at pod news. He has an article of a link out in the show notes again, school of podcasting.com slash eight Oh five. And he said there were seven large announcements about big shows coming to Spotify. For example, I'll give you one Prince Harry and Megan received millions in 2020. And since then they've done one episode. Yep. Now they promised more episodes in 2021, Someone might want to check the calendar on that. And the interesting thing about this is when you make these big announcements, it can affect your stock because Spotify is public. And when Megan and Harry announced their, hey, we're going to do a podcast thing, the stock went up 1.9%. So the fun thing is, and I don't have the financial know-how to do that, to see how much the stock went up versus how much they were paid. I thought that was interesting. But again, it's one of those things where you're like, wait, so you're saying things and then you don't do them. I know I've seen a lot of shows, Amy Schumer, the Bruce Springsteen, Obama one where they're like, these are exclusive. The only way you'll get them is on Spotify uh, until now. Again, it's a trust issue. Uh, another, some more fun tips as we wrap up this whole anchor thing, anchor podcasters have published less than half of the amount of shows on other hosts. That's, Kind of like, well, duh, because you got no skin in the game. So you start a podcast, you fart into your phone, and then you quit. Their video for music talk format. I love this. There's a video when they're announcing their, you know, hey, you can you can play music in your podcast now. They show a guy recording a podcast with his phone on speaker, and he's talking into it. And I just, I, ruling out Gary Vee. Please, if you know of a super successful podcast that is recorded on their phone, using it on speaker, I want to go hear it. I want to talk to this person because their content must be phenomenal. It's interesting because I've never, I, look, just because it's easy and it's free doesn't mean it's good. Remember, when it comes to products or projects, They There are three types of services. It can be good, it can be cheap, and it can be fast, but you can only pick two. So if, again, you want to check out that other episode on how to choose a podcast media host, you can find that at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 793. It's called Understanding Podcast Hosting Features. And just to be completely open, if you are having amazing success on Anchor, I would love to hear from you as well. Like, for instance, if you have a sponsor that's not Anchor on Anchor, I would love to hear that because I don't know anybody who's ever had a sponsor that's not Anchor, which is interesting because the one thing that's supposed to be making the money is yet another thing that's losing the money. So I would love to hear that. You can contact me out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I realized that while there are a lot of wannabe podcasters, as well as podcasters, as well as podcast consultants that listen to this show, so I thought I would share something for them. I This is a new feat. Well, it's not a new feature. It's something I've always done. At the School of Podcasting, if you want some feedback on your show, I'm happy to listen to your episode and tell you what you're doing good and telling those things that maybe need a little tweaking. And I found a tool called Note Tracks. If you go to school of podcasting.com slash note you can see it. And if you've ever seen SoundCloud, remember how SoundCloud, remember SoundCloud? Yeah. You know, the company that still hasn't implemented, speaking of bad uh, media hosts, the company that still hasn't implemented the Apple tags from 2017. Really? And uh, you could leave comments on their player. It's a little bit like that. Only you can invite as many people as you want to leave comments. So when I always talk about you need to create some sort of focus group, this is an easy way to do that. And so I'm now implementing this at the School of Podcasting and members can say, hey, Dave, here's the episode, go listen to it. And then there's an option of, would you like other members from the School of Podcasting to also listen and subscribe? So I'll go to our little private mastermind group and I'm like, hey, you know, so-and-so from this podcast about such-and-such has put in an episode. If you think you would like this episode, let me know and I will send you a link and you can leave comments as well. This is something I'll also be using on the podcast Rodeo Show, which is a show where I just listen to the first part of your podcast. It's kind of a first impression review. And then if you want a full review of your podcast and your website and your goals with not one but two podcast gurus and content gurus, check out the podcast review show. This is a show I do with Eric K. Johnson. He's got, I think, 20 or 30 years in radio. And not only is is Eric in radio, but he's like number one in radio in his market. He's also got a bachelor's degree or a master's degree or one of those big shot smarty pants degrees in uh, business. And so between his background, my background in technology, we both obviously love content. Uh, we will be using this in the future as well. So you, if you want to check it out, you could do this. You could just basically go over and try the free version and then just put up, you could have, I guess in this case, up to three episodes for free and then just ask your audience, Hey, if you would like to leave comments on this, let me know, send me your email and I will send you a link. And you, the cool thing about this is I brought up SoundCloud. They go into this particular software. It's online, by the way, the whole thing's online. and, When they're listening and they hear something that they go, "Ooh, this was good, they hit stop, they click a button that says leave comment, and it puts a little note right at that mark. So, for instance, I was listening to Neil's podcast, uh, Recovery Coast to Coast, and he asked some really good questions. And at one point, his guest said, the one thing you want to hear when you're doing an interview and I, I've never talked about this story. So I'm actually talking about it with you probably the first time. That's the best thing to hear when you are the interviewer to have somebody say, Hey, I've never talked about this before because they're much more likely to share that interview. Scott Johnson is someone I helped start a podcast many, many moons ago, Friend of the show and uh, just a great guy overall does a show called what was that like? And he was actually interviewing somebody who was in the Oklahoma city bombing. And to me, Part of being a great interviewer is making your guest feel comfortable. And Scott does a great job of that. Obviously, I'll play a clip here in a second. The other thing Scott does is he asks the question and he shuts up and just lets the guest tell their story without getting in the way. And this was one where I could see other people butting in and Scott just let them talk and listen to what she says, how comfortable she feels. And also, I thought this was a great example of Scott using his own knowledge And being able to relate to the guest to where when he says something, well, this happens. Might think that when you cross a finish line in some huge event like that, that your thoughts might be, wow, I'm sure glad it's over. I don't have to run anymore or whatever, but that's not what it is. It's just, I've seen it when it happened to me and I've seen it happen to so many people as they cross a finish line. It's just overwhelming emotion that you did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just you even describing when you said, you know, you are an Iron Man. I mean, you saw my eyes filled up with tears because it's still emotional to this day, even just thinking back on it. So that's Scott showing his vulnerability. And then the guest just mirrors that. So to that, I and David Lee say Whoa! Whoa! links to Scott and Neil's shows out at the website school dot com slash eight zero five. You've heard me say in the past that I want to rid the world of boring podcasts. Well, that's a little harsh, so I've kind of reworked that. I said, hey, I want to take my podcast polish and buff out the boring, and the reason for that is we podcasting has kind of a problem with people think they're, well, boring. Case in point, I'm, I don't know, six minutes into the new reboot of Sex and the City on HBO, and I hear this clip. You know, when I first started doing it, it was really just for me, you know, just for fun. But now that I'm on that podcast, it's kind of growing into a thing. Wow. Instagram podcast. I guess you're passing is younger, too. Still haven't listened to it, have you? Carrie, I love you to death, but I draw the line at podcasts. And then later they said this. Oh, yikes. I'm going to be late. I have to go do a podcast. They're like jury duty now. Yeah. Yeah. So not exactly a great reputation when it comes to podcasts. And that's really... The culture I want to build at the school of podcasting is where you have this group of people all trying to make the best podcast possible. If you would like help with that, everything I've mentioned today is out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 805. If you'd like to start a podcast, just go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code listener. Next week, we're going to talk about changing your format. Can you change your format? Yeah. You've heard me say your podcast is a recipe. And you can change it anytime you want. It's not a statue. The question is, what do you mean when you say change the format? How much of this can I tweak? When do I tweak it? How do I know if it's working? Things of that nature. That's all in next week's episode. You can subscribe to the show. Again, same website, schoolofpodcasting.com. You'll see follow and subscribe buttons there. Everything is there. Schoolofpodcasting.com. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you're enjoying your holiday season. And until next week, happy Kwanzaa Masaka. Take care. God bless. Class is dismissed. If you like what you hear, then go tell somebody. If you like what you hear, then go tell A little more. Again, it's very. It's like saying, which one's a better sp- a spinger? What's a spinger? I don't know. But I just made up that word. It's a spinger. A- anytime you're doing an interview, an inter- inter- interview, geez. If we could do this... So here's the bottom line on this. Taskam is sending me a new unit. A new, new unit? Ugh.